The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. At this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, well, here's here's what you should have done. And I'm thinking... Yeah, right. It's one of my favorite openings ever. And I've watched that alternate ending, and it is garbage. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go. There's a monster. I am I'm ready for it to be over. Well, but I, I'm not sure I can even fully explain why I love this movie so much. I had some issues with the scene. Oh, uh, my feelings on it have not changed. I fell asleep until the screaming. This is actually where I started enjoying the movie. This is one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema. I thought that should have been cut completely. Oh! Well, I'm sure it's artistic and you just don't get it. All right. Finally, after the third attempt, we are <laughs> we're back. Technical di- difficulties. Yeah. Uh, it has been so long since we recorded that, uh, you know, some buttons were pushed that shouldn't have been pushed and this kind of thing. And we'll see how that plays and maybe think, we'll leave it in. Maybe we won't. I think buttons are always pushed. that shouldn't be pushed. Yeah. Personally. But no, well, it's one of my skill sets. Welcome to what we're calling season two of uh, Fellowship of the Real. And in honor of that, we have decided to do four sequels. This time we are recording for, uh, I guess we're doing Wrath first. Is that what we decided? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan uh, will be this episode, and that is my pick. Uh, but before we get started, Sherry had an idea, because we're always quoting movies or saying movie lines. She wanted to see maybe how smart we thought we really were. And so we're going to do a short segment where Sherry uh, tests our knowledge of some movie lines uh, I don't know if we have a name for this yet, uh, but I do have a bumper for it. So we're going to do Sherry's Trivia Time. We'll come up with a name and, name and sure. place later. All right, Sherry, you're on. This is your Yes, I, I wanted to see how smart you are. Um, now, some of these are very famous. They're like on the top 50 a list of most famous movie lines. Some of them are lines that you may have heard someone say, and some of them are just, I think they're so funny and so cool and that you, hopefully you will know what movie they're from because they're so unique. So anyway. All right. All right. So the first one I have is one of the most. uh, You asked, we, yeah, what are the rules? We don't chime in, right? Like we, if we it's, know, how do you want to do that? Well, because there's no buzzer, right? And no, there's no buzzer. So does I mean, mean right. does the first person who know it shout it out? Or do we like just blurt it out? Just I guess blurt it out, but okay. You may want to l- let me finish saying. Yeah, yeah, sure. But we could fr- all have our own uh, buzzer sounds. I can go like quack quack. Sure. You can go ring ring. <laughs> Right. Okay. Like, okay. Y'all ready? Yeah, go ahead. Quack, quack. Okay. <laughs> this is like, it was like, I think the number one line most famous and one list I looked at. All right. The first one is 
frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's going with the win. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was easy. You Does can have to answer easy. in the form of a question. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can say the name of the movie, the name of the character, or whoever. Do you know what character said it? Uh, Red Butler, right? Red Butler. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a softball. Okay. That's a okay. warm up. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. The next one. And this is, I love watching this movie over and over. So, all right. The next one. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love me. Notting Hill. Notting Hill. No, oh, that's why I don't know that one. See, God. I was like, I didn't know if you guys would know that or not. No, I, 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 I know it was Julia Roberts. What was her name in that movie? It was Hugh Grant. Ann. What was her name? Yeah, Ann something. Uh, yeah. Ann Scott. That, I have that painting Scott. in my house. Oh, yes. I think it is Ann Scott. Yeah. Or that's, it's, uh, no, it's something Scott. Anna Scott. Anna Scott. So I have that, the the picture that they, I don't know, you haven't seen it, no. but the picture she gives to him at the end, I have one of those in my house because I liked it so much. Notting Hill? It's like a, okay. it's a Chagall painting. Hugh Grant? Who? Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant, uh, Julia Roberts, no. Love Story. Lost me at both of them. It's a good right. one. Oh, it's yeah. like, but it's, yeah, it's up there on my list. I like it. I mean, it's funny and okay. yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I so mean, she's doing the interview stuff. Um, I know we're not reviewing this movie, and it's gonna be sitting here in a minute. What movie are, are we uh, talking about? But like, I like the bit where he uh, <laughs> he's trying to interview her, and he's he's lying about who he is, right? And or not trying to interview her, but he's he's lying about who he is. He says he's from Horse and Hound magazine or whatever, and yeah. it, they're like, "Well, which part of the movie do you like?" And he has no idea. He hasn't seen this movie. He's like, "Uh, I like the bit in space." Like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty <laughs> All <good>. right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Not a Hugh Grant fan. Like nine months is also good. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, what was the other one? The Christmas movie. Oh yeah, Love Actually is Love really Actually good. Is really I like good. that one too. What was that movie he was in where he was? Uh, we just watched. And I didn't. Rec- it's, it's a new movie coming out. Are you talking about the one that's coming With out? Statham. Statham. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like that's yeah the yeah. Operation Fortune or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right. in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, and then the last one I have for today is, um. I don't know that it's quoted, but when I heard it the other day, I just thought there's only one movie that could possibly come from. So let's see if y'all know it. I've never seen that. I've never seen anybody drive their garbage down to the street and then bang the hell out of it with a stick. That's the birds. I've never seen that. That's the birds. birds. Okay. (laughs) I had to get one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I know that's something that no one probably quotes, but I'm like, you got to know what that's Yeah, It was parked out front all week. (laughs) What what movie are we uh, reviewing? (laughs) We are doing. So welcome to the second season. Apparently, which is. uh, Just four people sitting around talking about movies. (laughs) Four friends in a movie. Uh. Not necessarily the movie that is on tap to be reviewed, apparently. So <laughs> right. this time we're doing Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, uh, which was my pick. And I absolutely, I, going in, I am a Trekkie, but I am not as hardcore as some of these Trekkies can be. So while I do have some knowledge of the universe and this, and all of this, which I think is important to the setup of this movie, uh, if there are Star Trek fans who are listening who are really looking for like a nerdy deep dive, you may be a little disappointed. Uh, but there are certainly Roddenberry podcasts out there that do that. Uh, I subscribe to some of them, and they really go into it. So, and you enjoy that, or does it? I enjoy it, but pull you out a little like bit. For, like for instance, just the just the prehistory of Khan in this movie, we could talk about for quite a while. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to touch on some things that I think are important, but by no means there's a three book trilogy to this to the Khan story. Right. You know that. Anyway. And an episode from the original series. Yes, where which I, we, we right? will talk yeah. about very briefly because that is important. <clears throat> anyway, 
So uh, I got the blurb here along with the other stuff. Uh, so let me read the blurb and then we'll get into our sections. Uh, Star Trek Do the Wrath of Khan. This is one potential uh, blurb. As, as Admiral James T. Kirk and Captain Spock monitor trainees at Starfleet Academy, another vessel from the United Federation of Planets is about to try out the planet-creating Genesis device in a seemingly deserted portion of space. In the process, two of Kirk's officers are captured by Khan, uh, played by Ricardo Montalban, an enemy Kirk thought he'd never see again. Once more, Kirk takes the Enterprise's helm where he meets Khan's ship in an intergalactic showdown. And that's, I think that's pretty fair. I think that's fairly accurate as to what the, what we're getting here. What year was this released? 82. 82, yes. 82. I remember we had uh, uh, breakfast lunch with my mom here not too long ago, and I was telling her that we're doing this for the podcast. And the first thing she said was, Ricardo Montalban. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. That's weird. Uh, I didn't research it, but Sherry had some issue with Ricardo Montalban's chest in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a prosthetic. Okay. That's, that's what, what I heard. And uh, so I was looking. I'm not going to lie. Every time he was on screen, I'm looking going, is that, is now, that, is that, is that real? The reason you have to question because Ricardo Montalban has always been very swarthy and cut. I mean, he's not a slouch. I mean, he's, right. you know. Uh, yeah, because he wasn't wearing prosthetic arms, right? No, those are his arms. Sure. So, yes. yeah, I don't know. It was hard to tell. It is for sure confirmed it was prosthetic because it was hard to tell. That's what I read in a quote. I'd always heard that. Yeah, but I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into... Uh, I was looking for the lines, everything. Like, they did a good job. No, no, no. And, and it's totally believable that it would be him because, you know. All right. Money Critics fans. Okay. So, uh, this movie and I think it largely is due to Star Trek fans, uh, has what I call aliens-type numbers, right? So 86% of the critics, three and a half stars above, and 90% of the fans, three and a half stars above. So this is, I think Aliens was like 90 and 94 or something. So this is right up there uh, with Aliens, I think. It had a budget of $11 million, which surprised me. That seems low, and I'm kind of happy to see that, but $11 million budget, and it grossed uh, worldwide uh, almost $80 million, $79,818,000. Uh, mo- the bulk of that, 99% of that came as a domestic release, only 110000 international, which means they probably didn't release it international, which also surprised me because Trek is a universal phenomenon, almost like, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. And so I, I, can't, I can't imagine that there wasn't a worldwide appeal, so I, don't, I didn't research it, but I don't know why they wouldn't have released hmm. that more widely international, although in 1982, so, so Star Trek 1 came out in 77, which was only 10 years after the series ended, and this is uh, five years, six, seven years later or whatever, so I'm not sure when the phenomenon of convention started. I think it was shortly after the series, but I don't think it really took off as a as a fandom till a little later, so 82 may have still been fairly early. Sure. Yeah, no, and we talked about this before, and I guess we should at one point maybe research it and figure out when you know the studios and uh you know hollywood started doing it but talk about the international like when did they really start shifting and going hey we can make a lot of money if we do if we have a wider release right if we start using china you know and that kind of thing yeah because maybe they didn't right in in 82 i don't i don't know and maybe they didn't just didn't like you said take off i don't don't know i feel like they definitely rely on it way more now than you know than they used to i must not be in my notes but i did have a a note that I wanted to make. Okay, so this is Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, because Star Trek One is Star Trek: The Motion Picture, right? Which was her- the reason this is such a great sequel 
and it is a great movie. I think it's solid from top to bottom. Is but, it? Okay. The reason this is such a great sequel is because the first one was so terrible. I think it was made by an artistic director who who prettied up the screen, but it has nothing to do, in my opinion, with the original series or the Star Trek universe. I think it is horrendous. Uh, now, I, I thought about that, and this was, I think, the Star Trek movie that fans were waiting for. Sure. And so this is, to me, almost a reboot of the franchise in terms of at least movies, right? Mm -hmm. So I consider this, like, I don't even, I have Star Trek 1. I rarely watch it. I don't recommend it. To me, this is the start of the Star Trek revitalization movies and this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Almost a Star Trek 1, the one that we wanted instead of what we got. Right. And I thought that's interesting because when the original series started, they came out with a pilot and it was like a two-parter. It's called The Cage. And it was hard science fiction and it was very good. Uh, it didn't star Captain Kirk. Uh, it was a, the, the captain before Kirk, which now they've... It's Pike, right? Pike, yes. Yeah. And they have started Strange New Worlds to explore his story. And Strange New Worlds is amazing. Uh, but it got to the studio and the studio was like, well, where's all the action? This is too cerebral. This is too blah, blah, blah. We don't want to cancel the series. Go back and do another pilot. And so they had another pilot called Where No Man Has Gone Before, and that took off full of action. And so I'm, I'm like, in Star Trek's life, this has been the problem because there was a original episode as the pilot, and he got, it was canned for not being good. Then they came out with Star Trek 1, and it wasn't any good. And so they came out with Wrath of Khan 2, and that's where everything took off. So in both instances of the series and the movie, there was this initial start that was a false start almost, and then they went with the second one that really took off. That's crazy. That just kind of shows you the, uh, just, I guess, the, like the people willing to, to bet on this and put yeah. in, no, 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 if we do this right, you know, Star Trek will work. You know, we just have to do it right. I mean, because I mean, think of how many TV shows or movies like don't get sequels or they get canceled, don't yeah. even get, you know, uh, you know, called to season. They just do a pilot and the pilot is, is you know, nobody likes it or nobody whatever. It yeah. Nobody picks it up. Well, so that's crazy that. Because Star, Star Trek is actually, it's older than Star Wars, too, which has always kind of amazed me. Yeah, it's 64 to 67. Yeah, so by quite a bit. Now, it got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this was really before they had an accurate metric because it got canceled because the metric they were measuring for viewership was not the one that was watching the show. After it got canceled, somebody's digging through the research. I don't know the whole story. And they realize, oh, my God, this was a smash hit with this age group. Right. But it was too late. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure this the TV series was only three seasons. Three seasons, yeah, seventy nine episodes. That blew me away when I first. Yeah, no, I, I thought. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that either. Because when I think of you know Star Trek, I think of it basically. I mean, I know there's Next Generation and all that stuff, but I think of it being a constant since the '60s. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, yeah, that's it was three, uh, three, and really the first season I think has the best writing. So, like, and 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 Star Trek fans will say this, but by the third season, and I and I have to check the whether that is the third, but there are episodes like. Some of the episodes get a little ridiculous and and silly. Like there's one where it's called Spock's brain, where I think Spock's brain is like out of his body and he has to I, talk. I, it's just anyway. Some of the writing is not up to par with say like the first season or whatever. Sure. Um, but you know, it, it was a hit with a with an age group that they weren't aware of, and and but it was canceled. And so because almost immediately, I don't know when the first convention was, but it was very shortly thereafter, right. and, and fans were. Yeah, I wonder if that eleven million budget that you mentioned for for this one for Star Trek Two, like I wonder if that you said it seemed low to you, right? So maybe I wonder if it was low because the first one 
sucks. Yeah, they're, yeah. they were like, oh, we're, yeah, we'll give her a second chance. We're not putting a lot of money into yeah, this thing. Yeah, because like I said, an eight to one ratio, 80 million versus 11. <clears throat> yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. Okay, so tell me again, what years were the TV series on? It was like 64 to 67. It was three and years. And so from 67 until when was the first movie? The, the first movie? I think it was 77. 76, 77, something like that. About 10 years later. Yeah. And, and it's amazing. It's the same cast. Yes, but yes, it is. Yes. Uh, but Star Trek one is so. Well, I have, I don't remember seeing that one, but, but I'm just saying. Even in this one, it's the same cast. For them to the show. Yes. have that, you know. It's a big gap. Well, yeah. conventions, gap. I think conventions had a lot, because certainly in the years following conventions and fanship, really, you know, people were like, all these people going to this convention, they'll probably go see a movie, you know. Yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, to Chris's point, giving the movie another chance, I think that was back then. Now, I think with the attention span of people being 12 seconds, if something doesn't immediately ignite, they bail on it. Sure. And that's sad because I think things like Firefly were the victim of that. I, I think right. you could rattle off any of your favorite. Netflix is notorious for this. The the uh, that, that zombie show with the, the elephant. They say they've never canceled a a uh, uh, a, a show that's a hit, sir. Yeah, okay. that's, that's what they say. Well, but they don't show the numbers to anybody. <laughs> sure, they just have to look at it themselves, sir. They don't have. Yeah, to they don't even anything. show it to the the producers. No, I'm movies. with you. I'm with you. They do. Like it's or now, like no, HBO, HBO Max is, is dumping stuff. Yeah. Like they have completed projects, like completed seasons, you know, yeah. season three of shows or, or movies, and they're dumping them without even like showing them. Like, all right, if you want to cancel a show, that's cool, but at least leave it on there, right? Like, right. So people can, you know, watch. You it will if they make want. your money back, but they're just they're pulling it off the stuff and like people will nobody ever, it's, you know, it's getting thrown in a, in a in a garbage can. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it could be senior management of those places being like, I don't want that stinking up my tenure. His head of yeah. this department. I think Firefly Fox, the executive Fox were yeah, very sure. guilty. Of that. It's it's stuff like that. It's nuts, man. It yeah. really is. But again, it's all about money. It's all about yeah, all that. Sure. Uh, there's a couple notes before we get into the beats. Okay, so this is a little bit of nerdy deep dive, but you'll have recognized Chekhov in this movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Khan says, "You, I know, for I never forget a face." And this is clearly a reference to the episode Space Seed of the original series when Kirk discovers him and his followers wakes him up and and first meets Khan. Chekhov, uh, the guy playing Chekhov, was not part of the cast at that time oh, on the funny. show. He did not join till later. Uh, so they had a different Chekhov in the episode? Or no, Chekhov's there was not, no Chekhov's Chekhov. not even in the episode. Was, there was no... So I recognize your face even though you were never in the episode. Excellent. Yes, uh... This I got from Memory Alpha, which is like, if you want to deep dive into Star Trek Nerdum, uh, Star Trek Memory Alpha is the place to go. Chekhov would likely have been as... Now, uh, th- so this is the, what I call the Chekhov Kardamon, because he was not on technically on the ship when Khan was there. So how do you explain this? The, the screenwriter says he had, he had taken account for that and had, had Chekhov watch some, some historical tapes prior to meeting Khan in this movie. And the studio said, no, 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 we don't want that change it to Chekhov having Metcon, which created this plot hole while well, he wasn't on the show at the time. Anyway, Chekhov would likely have been assigned to the Enterprise after the events of Mud's Women, as Chekhov did not know of Harry Mudd. So that's a, another show in the series, original series. Uh, although the character of Chekhov had not yet joined the cast during the first season, he must have been assigned in some capacity as an off-screen encounter with, with Khan must have occurred during his assault in Space Seed. So you have to assume that, okay, we didn't see Chekhov, 
but he must have been there because Khan says he was, but he, but he was not originally part of the cast. Uh, film writer Jack B. Sowards acknowledged this apparent inconsistency was not part of his final draft, but rather a change instituted by Nicholas Meyer. Sowards' script originally had Chekhov reviewing a library tape on Khan before his first encounter with him. The sequence was deleted and the dialogue in subsequent scenes was slightly reworked, creating the alleged plot hole. So yeah, there is this plot hole that he recognized, but there is no scene in Spacey where Chekhov, you see Chekhov or, does, or that Chekhov sees Khan. Well, even the even the, the deleted scene, which um, obviously sounds like the the writers, you know, I guess aware of this, but even having the deleted scene of Chekhov reviewing old footage, that solves the problem of Chekhov recognizing Khan, but that doesn't solve the problem of Khan going, "Hey, I never forget a face." Like, That's you know, true. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I, and yeah, I, I mean, to your point, yeah, I mean, you don't want to you want to enjoy the movie and not you know get too you know worried about it. Well, Khan says he was there because he recognized his face. Well, Enough said, right? Uh, but it is kind of weird. Sulu is not on that show either. Okay. But uh, in researching Sulu, he was on previous episodes as like a botanist or something. Interesting. So he is on the ship in previous episodes. And also, in fact, the first one, um, where no man has gone before, the second uh, second pilot. But he's not the helmsman or, or anything like that. So at least we can establish that he was, you know, on board. Oh, that's interesting. They also, I mean, but the other people were, right? So like, why didn't they just, instead of making a check off, change out the, the person? Like, right. make, it, well, make it Spock, make it... You know, yes, uh, uh, Chekhov is on Scotty, somebody. You know what I mean? He's like, now the second officer on another ship, the Excelsior, I think, or whatever. Yeah. No. So this story picks up with where is the original crew now? Well, yeah, Spock is all the captain. Dispersed. Chekhov, yeah. Is, yeah. So they're all dispersed, got different ranks, are all been promoted. Sure. Um, but so they wanted Chekhov as part of the EXO of, of the captain of the Excelsior to go. Anyway, we'll get into that in the setup or whatever. Um, okay. So those are some of the. Uh, I can mention this now. I was going to mention it when we talk about Khan's first appearance, but just for historical sake, this this movie, the timeline of this movie is 15 years after the episode of Spacey. So the events of Spacey, this is 15 years later uh, from those uh, episodes and from that episode and Khan. Again, you're going to, you guys are going to go to sleep. You're going to, you're going to have a three book prequel <laughs> about Khan. Okay. So Khan was a genetically engineered human and in the nineties, uh, him and his kind rose to power and took over the world. And Khan was like one of five princes or something who who ran basically a fifth of the world. Because uh, uh, Khan will say in his first appearance, I was a prince and I had power over millions. Yeah, and he even mentioned the, the 90s. So. Uh, yeah, the 90s. Uh, so in 1996, the, the regular humans were able to overthrow these genetically engineered uh, dictators. And Khan grabbed a ship called the Botany Bay, which is a deep space explorer ship they had to go into cryo to to travel but stole a ship in 1996 and takes off to escape capture and this kind of thing with his followers and then 200 years later kirk finds him 15 years later we're meeting him again in wrath of khan anyway okay are we ready for the uh the beats i think we are any under preliminary like i said even that is not scratching the surface about what you can i was gonna and that, say. it's like star wars with with star trek you oh, can sure complete nerd of and yeah i was gonna say if that deep dive wasn't very deep how deep are the deep well there's dives? like literally three books that start because it starts before khan is even born there's a there's a character called gary seven who does make an appearance in some of the shows and his and his blonde uh partner uh i can't remember her name right now she was in young frankenstein rolls in the hay what was her name oh, terry gar terry gar plays his partner and uh seven is an alien who has come to earth to make sure that humans don't 
F up the planet by making mistakes. So he corrects history throughout. Anyway, again, see what I'm talking about. So we're going to delete this. But <laughs> Gary Seven and his partner, Terry Garr, that was going to be a spinoff show, much like the X-Files with Mulder and Scully. But wow. but after the show got canceled, there was no interest in doing it. Right. But in the books, Gary Seven is trying to infiltrate the genetics lab that is engineering Khan. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Khan. Anyway. Well, I was, I was going to say, as far as the checkoff and all that stuff, me being a casual viewer of Star Trek, yeah. I had no idea. No, and you wouldn't. He just said, You're, I never forget a face. I'm like, okay, well. We're good. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I appreciate that there's more to the story and that the yeah, writers but no, We actually stopped the movie and went back and watched the episode. Yeah, yeah. She, I wanted her to see the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, all my life, Chekhov has always been on the Enterprise. Yeah, right. And, part of it, so yeah. I just rolled with it. Yes, and 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 Sulu was there, but the, the cast as it is now, or was, really didn't form probably till like the second season, maybe, or whatever. And, and this is an issue, like Kirk and, Kirk, uh, Shatner and Takei do not get along. They, I mean, even as recently as a couple months ago, they were sniping at each other over Twitter and shit, man. I mean, they do not like each other. Yeah, Sulu, right? Yeah, Sulu, yeah, Sulu, Sulu and yeah. Kirk. Uh, and... Kirk has said things like, because uh, he considers the real cast him, McCoy, and Spock, right? Yeah. Uh, he says these other two, you know, at, sniping at Takei, uh, really just followed along on our tails. They weren't part of the original, you know, so they go back and forth. Um, Does William Shatner know that he's not a captain of a starship? Like, <laughs> Is he aware that he is not Kirk? He's been what? to space. Thank you. That's what I was about to say. Sure. <laughs> I stole call, my words. This man's been to space, sir. I wouldn't sir. call that space. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would I would like to meet Captain Kirk. I would not like to meet William Shatner. I'm I, sure he's a swell fellow. Uh, mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I do the thing for the beats? I didn't. Let's do no. the beats. Okay, so... Uh, Going, getting into this, the opening image, the, I think the theme and the opening image really, and the setup really establish what I think are the, the themes of Moftis of this movie, I think fairly well. And I think there's a good closing image to this as well. The opening image I have, it opens up, uh, Kirk is now an admiral and he's relegated to training and inspections and paperwork and things admirals do, right? And he does not, and he is not happy about that, but he, he will say things like, we all have our appointed duties and this kind of thing. So, He's accepted it as it is, but he's he's not happy about it. Uh, I, there's a lot of time taken to to I think set up how ill suited he feels being an admiral. Uh, Spock says to him early on uh, that it is a waste of materials for you to be an admiral. That you should have been a you should always I mean, been a captain. That, that's not early on. That's like forty minutes into this thing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't time it, but it's it's, yeah, it's not five minutes or ten minutes in. It's it's well, way it's late. When, they have, when he has to assume command, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's during their their debate on should he take you know command yes. or whatever. Uh, Bones will say. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. No, no. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't write down the times except for like the midpoint. I think maybe. Uh, <laughs> Spock will say. We uh, uh, Bones will say he should never have taken that promotion. Yeah, his that's earlier when they're yeah. in his apartment. Yeah, his destiny was always the captain's chair, and Kirk himself will bitterly say, "We all have our assigned duties, Bones." Yeah, he, right. Uh, and it's his birthday. Damn it, Jim! This is your birthday. Why are you acting like a dick? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be lectured, Bones. <laughs> am I? Am I wrong in this? I think I read the notes yesterday. Uh, it was Captain Kirk's birthday. Yes, and he was turning how old? Well, Shatner is forty-one in this movie. He was born in forty-one. This is eighty-two. Right. So if it's equivalent age, he's in his early forties. I think. I think I said I saw in the thing it was like thirty eight. It was his thirty eighth birthday. Oh, okay. All right. Captain Kirk's thirty eighth birthday, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. 
Well, he's already had a career. Now he's an admiral. Yes. Like he's yeah, not no, really he, that old. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Still, I had like, the same thought. Like, yeah, like 38 and he's acting like he's fucking 68. Exactly. Like, and, and that threw me for a loop too. Now granted, I didn't watch the, the, the series. Right. And so I guess that makes sense. Like we were just talking about, there's a 10 year gap, right? So they had to, I guess between the series and when the shows, yeah. the movie started picking back up. So I guess they had to address for that, but like, I couldn't help but thinking, wait a minute, this is the second one. Yeah. And he's already old or feels old. They made four more of these fucking things. Right. Well, and he's old now. Like, well, he's still like, yeah, Sh- like, like Shatner still looks fairly trim in this movie. Oh, for sure. Like, it, like, you know, it, it was more about the character and where they made him feel old, I guess, as opposed to, cause he does a lot of sitting around going, I'm old. Right. Well, like, I, and it, it really, uh, <laughs> I think that's skin. why we, it really pushes the point of he shouldn't be behind a desk. He shouldn't be pushing papers. Right. He, it, Captain Kirk, if he's not captaining, he's, Right, antiquated because he came across to me as like a sixty-year-old right. man. Right, and and, yeah. I, and he does. He'll we'll get into it, but he'll say later, you know, I feel old and worn out, and yes. I think that's I think that's the last few years of sitting behind a desk when he'd rather be out there, and you know, yeah, you can yeah. feel that way uh, because, as Spock said, it's a waste of material that like he's being wasted, like sure. you know, and so he's just. At this point, he feels like he's just counting out the years, you know. Yeah, was he an admiral in the in the motion picture one, or was he still? Captain? He wasn't captain of the Star Trek. There's some uh, other guy, captain of the Star Trek, uh, captain the of the Enterprise. Enterprise, captain of the Enterprise. You're gonna get hate mail for that, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, he wasn't captain of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, right. He wasn't captain of Enterprise at the time, and and basically seizes the Enterprise to the chagrin of the previous captain, mm-hmm. current captain. He does that a lot, huh? Well, wait till Star Trek thing when they steal it. Yeah, he does it here too. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spock's like, no, I'm good. I'm Vulcan. Like, don't have you know. Yeah, because because uh, Spock is the acting captain of the Enterprise right yeah. now on a tra- on this training mission. Okay, so uh, that's the opening image. The theme, and I and I think. Wait, what's the opening image? Him sitting around going, "I'm old." The 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 idea that he's being wasted and he feels old. Okay. Yeah, this is Kirk. His resting state now. I feel old. You know, he had I'm a cool old. opening opening shot though. When he comes in with all the blue light and the smoke and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was cool. Oh, because yeah, they're testing the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Yes. Uh, again, is that the first time that's uh, that has been seen? It's, it's a known thing. Or was it in the show before? I want to say this probably referenced. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact. Again, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm like a middle of the road nerd about this stuff. Well, I'm even worse. I know it, the it ones with known, time and I don't lie. know if it's. I don't know outside of that a whole lot. Yeah. So. So I remember that from the pun, the ones with Pine, of course. But right, it, it is known that Kirk cheated. Yep. To win, and he's he done, did something that was never done before. Right, that's what he yes. said he did. Yes. Adapting the old. He doesn't believe sir. in no win scenarios, and Which I don't. Very, like, very cool. Yes, uh, it played, but well, is, but it played but well here. It plays well in the. I constantly compared it to the ones with Pine, which is sure. really unfair. But I, I did. Well, I think Pine does a really good job. And I like the and Spock, amazing the, uh, Into Darkness a lot. So I was constantly comparing these. Yeah, two, I need to right? go back and watch that because that is also Khan, and I, I'm not sure. And the um, cons are different, but I mean, I compare those a lot. But yeah, the obviously the, the Kobayashi Maru. I've forgotten that this is this one started that way with yes. that. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if this is the first time you find out that Kirk cheated. I don't think we knew that Kirk cheated prior to this movie. So this may be where that legend came from. I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, but it is a no win. Like you are, you cannot win the Kobayashi yeah, Maru right. test. Uh, yeah, it's and, like a morale thing, or it, not a it's, morale. It's to character. test how you would act in the face of, of death. Yeah, which is goes back to the theme of this movie. I think uh, aging and how we deal with death. Because because he will say to Savic, the Christy Alley, introducing Christy Alley, which I was uh, reminded of. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot she was in that until I watched the trailer. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, her first movie, and and 
he will say, I think, what I think is part of the theme, uh, how we face death is equally as important as how we face life or whatever, because that's the point of this Kobayashi Maru test, how you, if, if you right. don't rescue the, the people, they die. If you do rescue them, you die. So, you, you know, it's a no-win situation, which Kirk does not believe in. Uh, so I think this touches on the theme. Um, I think I said almost without a doubt it is uttered by Kirk when lecturing Savik how we deal with death is at least important as how we do with life. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and so I say taking the promotion is, a, is almost a form of death uh, for Kirk because later he will say, you know, he's worn out. You know, the uh, st- uh, stasis equals death. The catboy will say, well, Kirk is static right now. You know, yeah. and to me, I think this is a form of death for him. Uh, it is his birthday, which is another mark of aging. Bones gives him a pair of glasses. <laughs> it is established in this timeline that, that he could have had some kind of, like the glasses are not an option needed, needed in this future. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think Kirk, uh, Bones is being uh, nostalgic here with Kirk, maybe even a little bit of a joke. Um, well, but, it, but at the at the end, um, he the glasses are broken, yes. right? And he... he does like you, you know, as you age or whatever. Right. Like, he can't, his like vision he can't, is failing, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Are you saying he could have a procedure or something, fix oh, yeah. that? Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordy in Next Generation can't see it all, but he's got these prosthetics. The visor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirk will say uh, in this opening scene, galloping around the galaxies for the young. So yep. there's this constant hammering. Um, and then Bone says, get back in the captain's chair before you really do get old. You know, be yeah. one of these relics or whatever. Um like I said, Shatner was 42 at the time, but James is saying he saw 38 for the age of Kirk. Either yeah. way, uh, it's the circumstances that are wearing him down and making him feel like uh, he's oh. older, perhaps, than... Uh, now, I did think find it interesting in the setup. Now, okay, so we all know the ending of this movie. Spock dies. What? Yeah, what? And this is... Like, it still gets me. Like, if you're a fan of Star Trek at all, and Spock is so beloved... I, I have... Like to me, uh, Spock is my favorite character, and Spock's always has favorite. been. Okay, uh, I still, I still like, oh no, Spock. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> um, but in a bit of foreshadowing, and I didn't really catch this maybe when I'd seen it the first couple times or whatever, you know, a long time ago. But but Kirk will walk out because in the Kobayashi Maru, they all simulate what would happen, and things blow up, and so the the bridge crew dies, and so Spock feigns death or whatever. Right, and Kirk, Kirk comes out and says, "Oh, I thought you died," and I'm like. You know, there it is. Because yeah, right. by the end of the movie, sure. they're going to be together, and he really is. He says, "Aren't you dead?" Uh, and mm-hmm. it's a bit of foreshadowing, and it's. I thought I, I didn't catch that right right off. Uh, I gave I gave the backstory about the '90s already. Uh, all this is sort of sort of established in the the setup. Uh, Kirk is an admiral going on doing an inspection of a refitted Enterprise, which is going on a training mission for cadets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Uh, Chekhov is on another ship. And, and so there's this science experiment, the Genesis, which can create planets out of nothing, life and everything. And that's what they're uh, testing Chekhov on his ship. I really liked uh, Bones rant when he finds out about it, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, oh, they created his life in, you know, the myth, according to myth, created his life in six days. We can do it in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, well, I think I like uh, uh, um, Urban really nailed it. Nails. Yeah. yeah. And I spaces, never would have picked Carl Urban and, uh, to play. Is sickness and death or something. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was telling Sherry, so Bones is always, cause you know, you green eyed Vulcan, blah, 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 right. you green blooded Vulcan. These two are always going back and forth, and, but they're beloved friends, uh, on the show. Anyway, I was telling Sherry, I said, in terms of archetypal characters, you know, you got Kirk, but, but, uh, Bones is Kirk's heart and Spock is, is Kirk's brain. That's why you have these two and they're so diametrically 
opposed. It's almost like the X-Files where, uh, but, you know, Scully and, and Mulder, you know, Scully is the, the brains and Mulder is more the intuitive heart of, so you have these characters and it's archetypes, right? They're playing, right. playing certain roles, whatever. Can I ask a question about the Genesis? Yeah. I think I asked you this in the movie and then totally forgot. And I'm, I may sound like really dumb here. What was um, Khan wanting with that? Was he going to take it to Earth and kill everything? And st- I mean, what? why was he really uh, wanting It was that? either to make a new planet for himself or use it as a weapon. Because he gets totally consumed with... Because Revenge if, if you he, used it, say you took it to Earth and used it, it would kill everything. It would wipe out all life and restart it. And then, yeah, okay. Yes. So it kills everything that's there and restarts it. Because that's where they were looking for a completely desolate planet yes. with nothing on it. No, not even yet, a microbe. He took it and made a planet out of absolutely nothing, well, right? Yeah, he, he, that was not his, his intention. It was blow the shit out of Kirk with it. I understand that, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, it, there was nothing out there. Yep. No, and I had it a, made a planet. I had a problem with that as well. Like they established, I feel like that you needed a desolate planet to create it. You just got to like it's got to take the. Well, there was the nebula, so I mean, there was there was matter there. Okay. Yeah. I felt like you needed a planet. I'm not sure. I felt like you needed, and, and maybe we just missed it, but I felt like you needed a planet. And then yeah, I was like, wait a minute, we got this fucking planet coming out of nothing. There was nothing there. Wait, what? Yeah, well, okay, I think that was cool. just by accident, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was not Khan's intention to make a planet. No. He was he, he was using. No, that. but it's rules of the world. Like they established, you got to have a, a moon. Like even in the, the little video they showed us, you take this moon, blah right. blah. Well, well you can't, except, it doesn't I, say or empty fucking space, and you can create something. It was right. Well, maybe like, they failed in sure. their research. Then maybe her research, she should have just yeah, that's it. blown it up that's out. It. See, this is. Yep, that's it. This uh, is a, she's a shitty scientist. And I'm sure there's a podcast where four nerds are sitting around debating this. Right. <laughs> no, it's a nebula. Not these four nerds. Not because, like I said, dude, we're trying to get through mud here, and this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, with, I, mean, I don't mean to rag on it. I know it's a blivet thing, but well, yeah, I had an issue with it. I was like, well, honest, I mean, again, back to my ignorance of it, I just didn't know better. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you're I was enjoying right. the movie. I was you're right. Right. Yeah. Because right. it will play a big factor in Star Trek three. I, have you all seen Star Trek three? Yeah. Search for Spock. Yeah. You haven't seen it, Chris? No. Oh man. No. Okay. Well, okay. Cause there's, there's a setup for it in this movie. Well, yeah. to show you how yeah, right at the end. Yeah. yeah. The- Un- unknowing I am. I thought this, you said it was the sun and I thought, Oh, is that Spock? Spock's on the planet. I know, but I thought, why do they keep showing that thing glowing? Is well, that I think Spock? it's, I think it's to show that, it's the sun. Yeah, yes. Yeah. There may I have didn't. been a star there already because the nebula was there and now the nebula's gone. So we don't know what else was in the nebula. That's the thing, though, because the nebula, and we'll get to it at the end, but it's almost, well, we'll get to it at the end, but the nebula is an area of almost like a fog for a ship at sea, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they were. Okay, that's what yeah, they no, were. Yeah, I got in. that because when they were hiding from each other and trying to shoot each other and they couldn't see and yeah. all that stuff. That so, was, what okay. to your point, uh, yeah, it wasn't just empty ass space. There was a nebula there and then the Who knows what it was covering yeah. up? It could have been covering up a dead moon, Chris. So, yep. Oh, that's true. true. You can't see shit. So, it was in there. Yeah, it's right. amazing they didn't run into it. All they're chasing yeah. around in there, you know? Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll get right to on top of No, that's that's a moon, sir. Yeah, it's that's too big to be. There you go. There you go. That's not a moon. Okay. Yeah, this See, be- there you go with the lines. <laughs> That's right. All right, I'm sorry. As your worst. Yeah, that, that was, uh, okay. That's a good question, Sherry. I had the same same problem. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, so I, I've already talked about the history, the 90s, blah, blah, blah. All right. It so. wasn't logical to me, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. uh, Are you out of your Vulcan mind? <laughs> right. Didn't Skywalker kiss his sister? I don't know. <laughs> all right. 
This is for another podcast, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, Did and was happy about it, too. That's, sure. That's listen, part, you yeah. got a hot sister, you go with it, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, now, Khan will talk about his wife, because I already went through a lot of the setup as far as the history, but Khan will talk about his wife. Well, there, there's some debate about who that is, but at the end of Space Seed, he leaves with a member of the, of the crew who is a woman who has fallen in love with him and he, her. And they, she goes down to the to SETI Alpha 6, SETI Alpha 5 with him. Uh, and that presumably is the wife. Why they don't mention her by name, I don't know, because it was clearly established in the show. Yeah, right. Or uh, show her. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I mean, it, it tracked pretty well. Like, I mean, you got it. He's pissed at Kirk. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. It, it might have, I just don't thought about this, but, like, have a scene of him, you know, holding her fucking picture or a locket sure. or, or something, right, to, that just a, a reminder of kind of what's driving him. Because it does seem like, he, we were talking about a little minute ago, like, he, he definitely becomes completely consumed by Kirk. And, and revenge, and I'm cool with that. But yeah, I guess somebody had asked, uh, sure he did. What were they going to do with Genesis? Because his lieutenant or whatever, the blonde guy, yes, he tells him, you know, basically at one point tries to cry him off of Kirk. Yeah. I mean, let it go. We got the Genesis. Because I, I thought, I, I don't think they were clear about what he wanted it, but I thought they established he's living in this shithole. Yeah. And beginning. now he's got a ship. And now he's got a ship and he can create any fucking planet he wants. Right, go. Out of, you know, space or nebulas or anything. So, yes. anyhow, he can create, I thought, yeah, fucking go and live your life on this paradise or whatever. Yes, but, well, anyhow. to me. And I get it. Revenge is, that's fine. Like, I didn't problem with him losing his mind on Kirk and giving up that. Like, that's cool, but. Sure. No, and, and to my mind, this is rude. Like, like, thank God Hitler did not listen to his generals. <laughs> if Hitler had listened to his generals, it might be a different world today. Don't go into Russia. Don't do the, you know, this is not sound battle strategy. Like generals who knew strategy and tactics said, this is not the way you should go. And Hitler was like, I'm Hitler. So, and, and thank God he did because he basically sowed the seeds of his own destruction, right? Uh, this is the problem with dictators. And thank God they're stupid. They are absolutely maniacal to the point of being, you know, tunnel vision. And that's what Khan, I think. Sure. Khan had everything. Uh, what well, was very, uh, the similar as the Moby Dick and all that sure. stuff that he's been marooned on this planet. He's been reading all this literature. Yeah, there is the, that is a good oh, point. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Moby Dick's like in there. They show the book, and he, he yeah, he's half. going after that well for sure. And yeah, he even yeah, says yeah. it at the end. You know, with my last breath, I, I strike at the, I spit at the. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the Moby Dick thing is because I, I saw that Moby Dick thing there, and oh, I, yeah. it never even occurred to me. That's that whole that's, shelf of books is like revenge stories. Probably is. Uh and and he is pause it and run him down. I saw Moby Dick and some others, but yeah. I don't remember what they were now. Yeah, yeah. but he is like Khan is super. He's way smarter than Kirk, and we'll talk about this. But Kirk is cunning and and resourceful. Anyway, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, Kirk is thrilled to be back on the bridge, even if it is just as a visiting admiral. Um, because now they're going on the Enterprise to do an inspection before yes. they go and, off. And a two-week or, or three-week training yeah. mission. Yeah, and he checks out the engine room or whatever, and then he's quickly like, "Ah, oh, fuck this, I'm going on the bridge. Yeah, right, checking it out. Right, yeah. no, he, he only wants to be what one about place. about the rest of the inspection, sir? Later. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be a three-week training mission, just, you know, routine. Uh, they get the call. So, so Chekhov and Terrell down on the planet get infected with this... Some earwig things, earwig man. Thing, and make that them highly cool. suggestible. Like and so they become the tools of Khan... Who, who goes to regular one where the science is and yeah. captures Genesis device and 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 so they're, they're big helmet things though right to protect them from the the atmosphere or the elements or whatever yeah. it reminded me of spaceballs a lot though because they're they're very yeah. they're very big well, I mean spaceballs is later but I don't know it's, when they use them in the original series it's it's like a a cloth sack over their head it's absolutely yeah. low that's funny budget I, I just, anyway uh, yeah I like the, the well, did you stuff. did you go over the story just real quick back up half a second. Um, 
we didn't go over what Khan told Chekhov as far as we we put you on City Alpha Six. Yes. This was City Alpha Six. This blew up. Now the planet's uninhabitable. Yes. Uh, Chekhov. They think they're on the different planet. They think they're right. on City Alpha Five. Five. Yeah. Uh, they were on a moon. Yes. They, they think they're on City Alpha on Five, but then Six blew up or whatever, right? Or did I yes. have it reversed? And six- no, no. They were on City Alpha Five, I believe, and and Six blew up, decimating Five. And so they think Chekhov thought they were on six. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. Ex- you didn't expect to see me. You know. Um, infects them and and learns of Kirk and uses them as tools to get the Genesis device off the science station. Uh, and Chekhov, uh, under the influence of Khan, is telling the science station that no, Captain Kirk has ordered Admiral Kirk. Admiral has Kirk this. has ordered complete turnover of all Genesis materials. This sends them in a tizzy. They call Kirk. Kirk doesn't understand bad communications, but has been ordered by Starfleet to reroute to find out what's going on with this top secret thing. And regulations state that the senior officer then takes control. He takes control of the enterprise, which is what he, you know, what he's wanted, what he's wanted. Uh, I say they warp, they, they go to warp five and I, I'm calling that the, the break into two. Uh, That's what I was going to say too. that, like that emergency distress call or whatever. Yeah. Boom off into Act Two, warp, warp Five into Act Two. Uh, we yeah, do so get there's a, like a lot of there's like double bumps and stuff, right? Because the because the point because the amount of time that passes between when Chekhov yes. gets captured by Khan and some earwig stuff, and then Khan or excuse me Kirk taking command and yes. going to Warp Five, like there's a lot of yes. time in between. Yes, this the, uh, it's not I guess the beach the, are there, but the structure is not very tight. No, it is not. Yeah. It is not. Uh, and and some are very quick. I was, I always looked at these older movies kind of like Rocky or whichever that don't usually have the structure we're looking for. for sure. I basically look at it as everybody was introduced. We all kind of know what's going on, what yeah. needs to happen, and then boom, break into two. Yeah. Cause that's usually yeah. how I look at sure. it. This is almost like a set of reboots. So they, they need to establish where all these beloved right. characters are now. Yeah. No, I was, I was cool there. That. that was all part of setup. It just seemed like it, it just you know, it, it moved it, it, really it, slow to me. It did. It, 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 there was a big bulk of material before we really, and I don't know how they filmed it. But I, I thought about this when I'm watching. There is not a single scene where Khan and Kirk are in the same room. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, because Khan is always on the Excelsior, I think it is. I think it's resilient, right? It maybe it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and But so they they talk to each other. Through, yeah, they, to the screen and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Kirk must take command over, but it's, Kirk, Kirk, Spock is the acting captain and so kirk is a little sensitive about ruffling spock's feathers spock is like you make mistake admiral ego does not bother me the need and so we get the setup here in this scene of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one which obviously will come into play Mm -hmm. later they warp five warp five into act two uh the audience is given uh so that now you have this little bit of to make sure you know what the genesis device is spock and bones don't know about it so let's watch this video right um, which is a vehicle to show the audience what is at stake sure. here. Because it is top secret. I guess I the, like it was well done. Yeah, no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hang up about this because it's, yeah. he, as an admiral, he would have privy, a knowledge that... I didn't like the, uh, when it was retinal scan, and then it went to like this photograph of him. <laughs> Instead of it like scanning like his face no, I didn't while he's sitting up there, it was weird. Like it, it, yeah. it wasn't a shot, a close-up of his face sitting there yeah, with yeah. the light in his eyeball. Yeah. It went to like this fucking still photo. Yeah. Yeah. It looked I, like a mugshot. It was, it was not good. And I was like, oh, what is that? I do not like their uniforms in this. No. Those fucking pants, man. The pants, the, pants, the pop yeah. collar, yeah. The, these 
big baggy. And they always have the the pants where they're tucking in the boot and then they flare out right before they go into the boot. Uh, Does this yeah. the older Star Trek's in, always have in, that? In the original series, they were like that. Really? In Next Generation, so they they are longer and they're yeah more sleek and yes. Uh, I like their uniforms infinitely better. I almost like every uniform better yeah. than them. Yeah. You guys are paying too much attention. Yeah, to that's that. what I'm saying. The nerd. So, I mean, I mean, thankfully I like the, the, the top part, I guess, with all the, yeah. you know, the, it's awesome that you know. The, I'm sure the costume designers me. around are punching the air like, yes, they they, they notice noticed us. the fucking pants. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. You uh, didn't. You didn't. I didn't. No opinion whatsoever. I, honestly, uh-huh. I was just in the movie enjoying it. No, no, Ooh, I, I did really too. But weird. I, but no, I didn't pull me out or anything. I just yeah. Every time they had like wider shots and I saw those fucking pants, I was like, yeah, no, I. Nope, mm-hmm. I'm not a. F- I, I've, I've had sure, that yeah. thought before, though. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, not a fan. Next of generation was was cooler, and then the ones with pine, those those are fine too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Even the original series, they still had the pants and the boots and all it's that. Weird. But yeah, I just didn't like the way, the way they looked. Yeah, I didn't. Either. Yeah, uh, and well, there's the hairdos. This is 80s too, but you know, early 80s with the hairdos in this movie too. Pretty yeah. rough. Uh, that perm. I uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Oh, he's got the perm in this one. Yeah. Um, I did like the jack or. His his top it reminded me of our marching band uniforms. Okay, well, <laughs> that's how you know. I wouldn't use that. He's as frustrated. A... He pulls it open. Oh, Kirk right. is frustrated. Well, well, and well, and they him. expose the white so that the bloody handprint can be on that sure. part later because it's oh. red the re- everywhere else, right? If he well, doesn't open it, then it's red on red. Ooh, you can't see it. Maybe he's exposing his heart. Well, I was asking, does that mean he's on on duty or off duty? Because right. yeah. I was like, what? Why yeah, even he, like, he has it? it off? And then later we're skipping. I'm skipping ahead, but later. He he has it off. He's reading the the book, whatever. At the end, when David comes yeah. to him and he puts it back on to talk to him, I'm like, "You're in your fucking quarters. I'm not putting that fucking." Well, thing he, back th- on. he says he's going back to the like. I got to go back to the. Bridge. He wants to avoid uh, the conversation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I anyway. That's nerd. I don't. I did not like these. <laughs> anyway, uh, Project Genesis. Now this. Okay, I'll say this in one sentence. and We'll move on. Project Genesis is being touted because of overpopulation and poverty. That's fine. Uh, and I had to look this up, but obviously there are replicators in Star Trek. Replicator is like a microwave. You tell it what you want and it replicate anything you want uh, out, of, out of existing matter, food and everything. In Next Generation and onward, they tout the replicator as the cure for poverty and money. No, nobody uses money in Star Trek and there's no poverty because everybody can get a replicator and replicate their food, replicate. It's almost like a, a 3D printer at that point. Right. Uh, I looked it up and replicators were in existence in the Star Trek universe at the time, but not adopted by Starfleet until the next generation. So they get a pass on this poverty. Mm. <laughs> Again, so this is this is what I'm We've cured about. poverty. Now it's time to go to Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the, so poverty and stuff was solved. Which that's funny because that's like later box. Like typically the government has the toys first before they hit, you know, yeah. the public, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you can figure out a way. To feed hundreds and hundreds of people in deep space with a replicator, that might be the first thing you put sure. on the ship. And in Next Generation, it's very much touted. Right. Uh, and I mean, gen- we had another crew fucking starved to death because we didn't have a damn replicator on board. This is bullshit, gentlemen. Replicator's we- broken. We can't make another replicator. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we should have made a replicator before it broke. Yeah. So... Uh, should have bought a, a backup replicator and, to and a replicator. seventh generation replicator. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and Genesis is never mentioned again, as far as I know, as a, as a usable thing in any other Star Trek movie or show. Like, you, you would have thought, okay, well, we just make planets everywhere. Right. Anyway. Replic- well, that's another thing, too, that I thought about, like, with the poverty and stuff, and they talked overpopulation, right? Yes. yes. 
which I can't imagine because strange idea. new worlds, right? Like, yeah, literally unlimited millions of worlds. fucking planets out there that haven't been and aren't in, you know, I mean, yes, it doesn't mean they're not inhabited, I guess, but like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I thought that was weird to me. And then, well, if you take it a step further, like, yeah, okay, Earth is very overpopulated. We've, we've but made this, you know, desolate moon, desolate planet into a thriving place for people, for human civilization. Let's get some people off of Earth. Well, who do you get off of Earth? Yeah. Like, um, like, who do you pick? Is yeah, it volunteer that, basis or is it, nope, this group in Asia yeah, gets to go yeah, <laughs> we, we to don't, New Asia? Right. That's a little, I don't know. I don't think that too deep into the Star Trek politics part of it. Well, like in, in Firefly, terraforming is a thing. And they terraform planets because uh, of overpopulation on Earth, I think, maybe. But then it becomes part of the uh, the government, the uh, not the Empire. I don't know what they call it. I can't remember. But the brown shirts are Mal and his bunch. I want to say the Foundation, but that's not right. Yeah. Is it? Not the Foundation. Anyway. So they do, they do terraform or Genesis planets mm-hmm. in, in Firefly. I mean, it's a cool idea. Anyway. Yeah. The the note is uh, uh, replicators technically existed and were used around 100 years prior to the original series, but it was not acquired by the Federation until much later. Anyway, hmm. nerdum. Okay, fun and games. Now the, the the fun and games I find is very very short in in terms of like maybe one battle is how I pegged it. Yeah, I there's know. there's one fun in one game, you know. There's one fun <laughs> in one game, as far as I can tell. Khan draws first blood, but Kirk still at this point does not know it's Khan. Who is it? Who's key? He, you know he says things. Who is this? Who is who's firing on us? Uh, through Kirk's cunning and his ability to cheat death, something he will chide himself for at the end, he disables Khan's ship uh, and inflicts damage of his own, forcing Khan to flee to the midpoint false victory. So there is this battle between Khan and Kirk that is a fun and game. Right. Because yeah, Khan's on the ship that Chekhov came The resilient. Um, yeah. yeah. Resilient. Yes. So they don't know. They just think it's the resilient yes. being in fact, friendly. They're ignoring the comms and yeah, they're not doing anything on What's screen. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't a, know. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Starfleet it's ship. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, had they listened to Savik and he says that, you go right on keeping uh, quoting regulations, you know. Um, right. They, and the earwig stuff is fun in games, but it's just early. Yeah, I think, it, that, that, I think that type of thing of fun. of the fun and games. Yeah, I mean, it feels like fun and games, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. just early on. I don't think it's fun. I think they, they just... <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty gross. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was close-ups. And, the, and the, yeah, and the, right. The close-ups were a little dated, like I think, uh, you know... Well, it's just it's the fun, thought though. of something going near. Sure, here. sure. Uh, I, think they, I think they were really burdened by the setup of this movie because of what they had to get started and off the ground. First thing... Fans are going to know is well, where are they now? Well, where you know where's right, anyway? Sure. Anyway, uh, I have a so I have that is that fun and game, uh, and the midpoint is calling a false victory because Kirk is forced Khan to flee. Yeah, where no, Khan I, thought I that is a midpoint as well because they they had wait I think I'm misremembering. Did he he damaged the Enterprise? Yes, the Inter- the, yeah, the Enterprise, Enterprise was, they stalled just to get into his system and lower down the shields. Has that happened yet? Uh, that made no, that's later. That no, that's I think that's how he gets Khan to to kind of flee. Yes, flee. Yeah. yeah, yes, because the, the Enterprise only uh, Scotty will say I can give you a couple of shots. That's all the power we have for, and we have no engines to to flee or maneuver because right. they damage the warp core. Yes, yeah, okay. uh, and so there is this safety precaution where each ship has a unique ID number. And to prevent enemies from taking over ships, you can enter another ship can enter that ID number into the computer and can then shut down the systems of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, yeah. And so that, but Khan does not know that. And and later, uh, Spock will say he's highly intelligent, but inexperienced, inexperienced, and subject to two dimensional 
thinking. And so that's when Kirk gets his ideas. Uh, so I'm calling that a, a, a false victory, mm. which leads us to the bad guys close in. Uh, and again, fairly quick, I think. The crew of regular one, the science station, they're all dead. They've been killed by Khan. Uh, there's this, you know, it's almost a bumper sticker. Phaser's on stun, you know, or whatever. Kirk, mm. Kirk will say that as they go in. Um, Captain Terrell, who is still, and Chekhov, who are still under the influence are being monitored by, unbeknownst to us at this time, are being monitored by Khan, listening in, and Khan is trying to get information. Kirk will use that. Uh, uh, but is, is, Terrell, the captain, is under the influence and is ordered to kill Kirk uh, and kills himself rather than institute that order. And then and Chekhov is going mad because of the earwig thing. Mm. Yeah, it, it incapacitates Chekhov. Yes, it, it, it makes you highly suggestible, and then as it grows drives you mad and eventually you it results in your death. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I felt like they didn't deliver on that like they that's what they set up but I don't know. It, like it does that. come out of Chekhov's ear on for yeah. reason yeah. other than we can't kill Chekhov. Right. So. Right. And so yeah, I, I think yeah. I I would have liked to have seen some kind of take like, him to sick bay. Yeah, bones bones yeah. pulling out. Yeah, exactly cuz like they even tell him like Chekhov tells him, they put creatures in our ears and Bones just puts his hand on something like, "Oh, it's all right, man." Yeah. What? No, your yeah, bones no, bones scanning think, his ass. That's what I was expecting. When him the space to start him and go, says, it's just going to be okay. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was totally waiting for, good God, man, you've got an earwig in yeah, here. No, you know? bones, it could have been like five seconds to get this out or something. Right. And that it could have been a scene where bones really showed. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't. Sure. Um, Kirk and his followers beam down to where survivors, uh, some survivors of regular one have retreated inside this barren moon where the second phase of Project Genesis has been completed. Uh, it is revealed that Khan has been listening to Kirk and company through Captain Terrell's communicator. Uh, now, as almost a setup from when Savick was quoting regulations, if you haven't established communications, you you should raise your shields, even if it's friendly. Uh, Kirk has now taken that to heart, I think, because he is using, he doesn't know that Khan is listening, but he must assume that he that he is. And so he follows regulations and begins to talk in coded speech. Two hours, two days, two days is two hours uh, in terms of how long if we go by the book captain it'll be two days two days captain before we can get repairs kirk understands that is two hours that's what it means mm. nobody else does um smooth yes uh yeah so uh it is later revealed that kirk has been using coded speech two days is two hours uh now if i if i we if we had a false victory then all this lost has to be a false defeat yes khan is able to steal genesis device and leave kirk marooned like he feels kirk left him and you have what has become a meme i've seen this meme yeah Khan, you know the Kirk. Uh, <laughs> so, but he's not. I mean, maybe I missed something, right? But because he's in the whole uh, coded, you know, speech talking stuff, he's not really marooned, marooned, right? Like, because, like, I guess I missed something. Like, or giving me confused looks. Well, he's, the SWAT comes back and saves him, and like it, it wasn't days; it was a couple hours, yes, right? So, Kirk, Kirk is assured that it will be a couple hours. Yeah, uh, that he's got to hang out there, so he's not really being. Or am I confusing the the stuff? Um. No, no, no. Khan thinks he's going to be there for two days. Yes, but Kirk, Kirk is the only one at this point who knows it won't be because he's playing. Yeah. His so Genesis. his whole Khan is 100% over dramatic. Well, he, he, uh, he stole Genesis and hasn't come down there to fight Kirk so that Kirk can defeat him. Like Khan is getting away at this point. Okay, so he's just mad that he's getting away and got Genesis. Yeah. He's yes. not really, because the way it plays is like, I'm going to leave you maroon like you did me. Khan, like well, he's, I'm going I'm to hurt you. I'm going to keep on hurting you. And yeah. I think, I think Kirk. Because once they revealed, I was like, Oh, so that totally, to me, stole the weight of the 
you know, of his con. I'm like, so he was just over being over dramatic there, I or he was coming to get him. Like that was a God, I'm coming to kill you. He's, okay, didn't that happen right after the other guy shot himself? Maybe he was just. I mean, Khan is inflicting like, damage uh, and is getting away. Yeah, he's just like uh, at this point. Yeah. Now, is it? Yeah, a, no, he, he does make a speech or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you can tell he's mad and upset, uh, Kirk or whatever. Um, yeah, and yet I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I, I think if he was truly marooned like Khan was, there is a little more power to that. Yes. Yeah, um, and also two days is nothing, right? I mean, I guess. If you yeah, but but Khan could, because because Kirk will use Khan's. Anger and wrath against him. You keep missing the target like a poor marksman. I'm down here, Khan. You're gonna have to come and right, get me, right. Khan. You know. So he 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 knows that he can goad Khan, but here Khan is. I don't have to kill you. I I can hurt you. I'm going to hurting you. And I think at this point, Kirk is certainly subject to his own bit of rage. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. Uh. And that's weird too. Like Khan, so helpment on killing Kirk. <clears throat> he you know wants this guy with the earwig to do it, and then. And he's cool with that. You know, like if that, if Terrell doesn't kill himself, he kills Kirk and yeah. then Khan flies off and enjoys, you know, yeah. his tropical There is never a scene when they're together. Like, you know, I don't, hmm. um, yeah. Cause like if it ever came down to a, like a fist fight, Khan would win. Khan would, although there is a fist fight in space scene and, and Kirk is able to defeat Khan, not necessarily through physical strength, but through sneaky, cunning tactics and this kind of thing anyway. Well, he likes to cheat, so. Yes, he does not believe in any kind of no win. Now, <laughs> now Kirk is morose here, This, so this is what I'm calling the dark night of the soul. He learns of his son, and he says, what my life could have been. You didn't tell me I had a son, what my life could have been. Uh, a man he hasn't, he's listing all the things that are bothering him at this point. Uh, he learns of his son, his life that could have been. A man he hasn't seen in 15 years is trying to kill him, and, a, and he has a son now that seems happy to help him. Asked how he feels, he says, "I'm." This is when he says, "I feel tired and worn out." Um, the dig, I, I'm having the dig deep down comes when he is shown how Genesis works. They go into the cave, uh, and he's amazed. Now, while others are in the dark, Kirk is now a bit more happy because he knows that in two hours they're going to be on their way. And they talk about the Kobayashi Maru test, and we get the the cheating and Kirk's philosophy. Two hours later, Enterprise has enough power to beam them up and be on their way. And so this is where I'm calling the the break into three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sherry, you want to say yeah too? Okay. Well, Chris was shaking his head and <laughs> the breaking it. That's where I yeah um, I was. And like I said, I think the beats here are not as solid as we would have we would normally like, but but it's not. I don't think it's it's subject to Catboy's beats yeah. predating and this kind of thing. But I I think they're there, but I think they're because this very quickly turned the whole last part is. Yeah, because they get picked up and then he immediately starts, they, we have the nebula yes. chase through the fog stuff, right? That's yes. all act three for sure. That's the yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. The castle is con. So this break into three, they beam up. Um, again, the Enterprise is outgunned and can easily be outmaneuvered. But Khan doesn't know what Kirk knows. And Kirk uses subterfuge and cunning uh, to defeat Khan. And this is where Spock will say, you know, he's subject to two-dimensional thinking and Kirk will use his rage so you can, again, it's a point, Khan is highly intelligent, but allows his own passions to overrule his intelligence. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kirk is able to use this. So, but like on the two, two dimensional thinking thing, like Spock's idea, right? Like, like Spock was like, he said that to Kirk, knowing, all right, Kirk will figure it out. But like, that's what Kirk did, what Spock meant. Right? Yes. Like he, Kirk is Spock's brain bones. Is, so yeah. And then Kirk gets the idea of, cause they, they make this maneuver 
I think so, go up, right? They go up or down. Upper, right? I think Instead it's front, Z minus down. So yeah. there is this. I like, that's what Spock was getting at without just going, hey, why don't you fucking go above right. like, a minute? Well, for a good first officer, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I'm just saying. like, But there is this. Okay. Kirk defeats Khan because of his friends, right? Where Khan's oh, yeah. alone. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's always. I mean, that's always the Kirk way it works. And Kirk, uh, Spock and McCoy's brains in his heart. Right. And, absolutely. So there is, I don't know. Nerd them, but so it's like when when they'll give an order like you know uh, one eighty mark seven, okay one eighty so one eighty is due south, but mark seven, so you're going south, but you're going so you're not just going straight down in space, you're you know you're sort of moving you know in a diagonal downward, so all that is directional in space, you know one eighty mark seven, or you know uh, it really helped just just for clarification, it really helped for me to think of this as a submarine movie. Oh, for well, sure. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. That. yeah, that's exactly the way they were moving around and stuff. Yeah, even when they turn at times, seemed real yes. slow, like a fucking you know, like a submarine or a big boat. And I'm like, and that bothered me a little bit. I'm like, you're in fucking space. Just yeah. zip around, turn around. Why are you moving so slow? But whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Well, because, well, they were the Enterprise moved slow because they didn't have the engines to go fast. They could no, not. You're right. Okay, you're right. Uh, you're right. Yeah, 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 they move fast when they can. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Um. But yeah, it definitely in the fog stuff seemed yes. like yeah. You know, so so Kirk orders or this something. this this blah 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 Z minus so basically descend right. Okay, you know Khan is driving around looking to you know like a he's driving left and right left and right you know <laughs> sure. yeah um yeah he has intelligence but lacks experience. Uh, now James made an excellent point because the last third the third act is a run silent run deep submarine movie yeah yeah hundred yeah. percent. And to the point of everybody being quiet and the ships in silence of space stalking each other, I thought it was very effective mm-hmm. uh, way to do things. Uh, Kirk does say of Khan, uh, just to harken back to what we were saying, he says, I'll say this for him, at least he's consistent, making the same linear thoughts over and over again out of, you know. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have written down at this point, this battle has turned into a very suspenseful run silent, run deep submarine warfare scenario. Exactly what James is saying. Yay. Uh, experience and cunning, <laughs> experience and cunning trumps sheer intelligence and rage. And an enterprise disables Khan's ship. They prepare to board. They're going to capture Khan, but Khan with his last breath spits at the and triggers the Genesis device. Enterprise does not have the engines to go to warp. So it's good. It, the jig is up and, and Kirk is facing death. Uh, he doesn't like no-win scenarios, and so at this point, Spock does him a solid, right? Spock leaves the bridge and goes down to the radiation-filled chamber and fixes He does many a solid, not just Kirk. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is the high-tower surprise and the execution of new new plan, what I'm calling uh, a tearjerker for Star Trek fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. Spock, unbeknownst to Kirk, leaves the bridge and fixes the engines, allowing the Enterprise to escape Khan's kamikaze maneuver. Khan's kamikaze, that's hard to say. Kirk congratulates Scotty because at this point, well done, Scotty, you know, because it's always uh, mm-hmm. more power, you know. And right. Anyway. Scotty's squeezed out a couple extra. Yes. Whatever. Uh, and then the very somber McCoy, Jim, I think you need to come down here. And at this point, I'm reaching for the Kleenex. Always. Prior to this, uh, prior to entering the radiation chilled, filled chamber. Uh, now, this is the setup for the third movie. Yep. Spock melds with McCoy for, the, you know, and he says, remember. And then goes into the chamber after he, you know, zaps him. Um, that will be essentially the set. And I'd, I'd have to look, and maybe you guys know if they had planned a Star Trek three prior to uh, the ending of this movie, or knew they were going to make a three. Because if they had never made a three, then Spock is dead, and nobody's happy about that. Well, I think uh, from the notes that I read, Leonard Nimoy wasn't 
didn't want to be a part of this movie until he found out that his character would die at the end. Yeah. I don't know about the three or whatever because of the success of the second one. Yeah. Because he directed four, I think. Yeah, I think he came back because he could direct and write or whatever it was. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At that point. At some point, Leonard Nimoy had some issues with his character as Spock because he was an actor and he wrote a book called I Am Not Spock. And then he wrote like a book or something way later saying Mm -hmm. I Am Spock, coming to terms with his legacy as being Spock and this kind of thing. Um, So yeah, prior to entering the radiation filled chamber, Spock melds with McCoy saying, remember, uh, then this missed... This bittersweet moment, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. I've always been and will always, I have been and always will be your friend. What did you think of my solution? You know, the the no-win scenario, live long and prosper, Spock out. Uh, Spock is buried at sea, so to speak. So this, this, the castle is Khan and, and, uh, Khan has disabled them. Uh, and even in his death is going to be able to defeat Kirk. Uh, so that's the, essentially what I'm calling the high tower surprise. And the new plan is because Spock. Spock. Fixing the engine. Fixing the engines. Taking a lethal dose of radiation oh, yeah, while doing it. Yes. Uh, Spock is buried at sea, so to speak, uh, on the newly created Genesis planet. Uh, and then in light of this new life from death, Kirk says he feels young. Bookend, bookending our, I, th- I think, nicely bookending the opening image. Uh, his is closing image, fixing his opening image, and setting up uh, Star Trek Three or whatever. Yeah, because in Star Trek Three, they then... That's Spoilers. Search for Spock. Right? Search for Spock. Search for Spock. Okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's um. Kirk is still not in command of the Enterprise in Star Trek Three, as I understand it. Uh, and he tells McCoy to remember. Spock says, "Remember, you know, he has implanted his his chakra or whatever his spirit in in McCoy." Okay. And and it McCoy will then have to go to Vulcan so that Spock can move on into the Vulcan afterlife or whatever. There's supposed to be some ritual after that. Well, McCoy doesn't remember, and hasn't done it and it be and but begins to suffer the effects of having Spock's chakra or, or whatever in him and so they wind up uh bones will tell Kirk that you know Spock is not dead or whatever so Spock I mean uh, Kirk steals the enterprise literally steals it from Starfleet well it's also his line though too or just not McCoy's line he's not dead as long as we remember yes that that is also yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that ties into the, what you're saying about the yeah. him. Yeah, saying it having not remembered. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> but wait, but Spock's goal was just to so he gets his his ritual send off on Vulcan. Yes, he, he would he would want life. he would like, want his yeah yes the he didn't do it to, like so I can come back to life and I don't know that he sequence. anticipated that there would be a body for him to come back to. Okay, but having landed on the Genesis planet, his because when the movie opens, you see a baby, an infant, and it's Spock. And he grows rapidly or whatever. And they, when they get to Vulcan, Spock, and that's what the Genesis, the planet did. Yeah. The nebula and a nothing planet. And when, yeah. and Spock is almost like he's walking around, but he, he, he he's almost like a sort of in a, in a fugue state mm-hmm. until he gets his chakra back from McCoy in a ritual or whatever. And that's what they steal the enterprise because it's denied. We got to go. There's this stuff about Spock and Federation is no, 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 we're not going to do that. And Kirk is like the hell we aren't, and steals the Enterprise, and of course his crew is faithful, and they, and, they go with him, yeah. and they go with him, and it's who's the bad guy? No bad guy. I I can't remember I the remember. whole the whole movie. Oh, okay. I have a question again. Yeah, it's about Genesis. It's starting to bother me. Yeah. Uh, how long does this Genesis um just keep like I know Spock was sent to that planet not long after mm-hmm. yeah. it created the planet. But my goodness, if it takes him and makes him yeah. a baby, 
then how long is this process that it, does it keep growing and well, growing? The, the, the scientists said that the matrix is formed in seconds and then the life from that matrix grows at an accelerated rate. So it, it wouldn't necessarily be that all the, in the movie you see all the plants and trees already and, and that's fairly rapid, uh, but that ongoing process would have been slower than the initial laying of the matrix kind of thing. But I mean, it's all within about a week or so, wasn't it? Like it's goes from desolate to fully grown. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I don't know how Very soon biblical. after, I don't, but is that, does that at a, after a certain point go, okay, we're done. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why I yes, assume. Yeah. At yeah. some point it would have just been sustaining like a regular planet. So nobody else that's buried there would come back and it should come be completely back. empty. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't think, I don't think if you went there and died, you would come back to life. I think in the third years one, later or whatever. The third one, they're doing scans but of Genesis. If you were a, a body floating. Maybe, yeah. 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 I think that's true. Yes. If they're you're doing bo- scans, are like, what is this? Your body floating in space in the nebula, right? Then, and it picks you up. Then you, you'd be a baby. Yes, too because uh, Spock was shot out as right. that planet was forming, giving us. So know. they're running from the shockwave of this Genesis, right? Because they established that the Genesis it, yeah. is if it if it were to happen on Earth, it'd wipe out all yes. life, right? Yeah. So and restart its own. You know. So say Spock couldn't fix the 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 warp drive or whatever, right? So another plan is they could have all killed each other, right? Like a big suicide pack thing. And then when the shockwave hits them, a bunch of babies on the cone. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I'm not right? sure the they were aware. Were, it probably would have destroyed the ship. No, no, they weren't aware of that. But I mean. No, it would have destroyed yeah, the ship. Yeah, yes. No, you're right. Yeah. So then a bunch of babies floating in space and they die anyway. I okay. think what it was was yeah. the planet had already been. Escape genis- pods, though. Babies in escape pods. Okay. Opens on. No, I hear you. The next one opens on a baby Kirk. But how, as a scientist, how do you do a test? Okay, we need six guys to kill themselves. We want to see if this, this thing... This whole thing is designed on that kind of thing. Uh, there's six red shirts right over there. Sure. No, absolutely. Hey, step into this room. God. <laughs> All right, just trying to understand the, the the logic of this thing. Yeah, I think Genesis was in the process of second or third day. No, I guess it would have been, what, the same day? Like they shot the planet with... Gen- or the Genesis planet formed. Yeah. And then they shot Spock onto it after it already formed. So maybe they caught it in some kind of cycle regeneration thing. And yeah, no, they established it brings back life. Like, I didn't have a problem with him coming back to life or anything. Oh, yeah, there's no way Spock's yeah. staying dead. I mean, that you want to yeah, piss yeah, off yeah. Star Trek fans. Right. We have a 10-year gap. We make a shitty movie. And then we, you know, we we'll make a movie just to kill Spock. on the second one. And so this is like a, a risky, you know, not reboot, but a risky, like, sequel and then they go, let's fucking kill Spock. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I, I, I would have liked bold, to have known the man. thinking on that. That's pretty bold. I yeah, think it, it was Leonard it Nimoy. Work. Well, we ended the yeah. series and Spock's fucking dead. I, guess. I think I'm Leonard dead. Nimoy said, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. They should fucking kill me. me. He pulled a Harrison Ford type thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And then they brought him back anyway. Anyways. Well, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yes. And I, I, I would like to know the thought process on Star Trek 3 because I think, I think at that point, I think at some point Nimoy embraces who he was. He embraced that paycheck they kept giving him <laughs> and, 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 and directing opportunities and all that stuff. Yeah, because like, I know he, I think he did four. I don't know if he did three or not. I, I don't know. I think he no, might. The director, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. Either way. All right. Anything else about the beats or whatever? Hmm. Nope. Okay. We're moving into our past consider recommend. All right. I absolutely, of course, recommend this movie. I don't recommend Star Trek One at all, but this is what fans were waiting for. I think, I think some of the science may be problematic, like you say, but that's a deep dive nerdum. And but if you are even a middle of the road Star Trek fan, this delivers. I think, and it really, it's it's cool that it's a sequel to a show. 
smartly done, I think. I think it's everything. And I think as when we talk about Ghostbusters 2, I think that delivers everything the fans wanted. I think this this movie delivers everything the fans wanted that the first one didn't. Uh, as pure Star Trek, I, I, I highly recommend As a movie, I recommend it. But certainly a Star Trek fan cannot find disappointment in this as as the fandom says, it's like 90% approved. So I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm the same way I'd recommend it. I'm not a diehard Star Trek fan, but I have watched all of them. And yeah. this is the one, like I agree with you, the first one, uh, yeah. I don't, I barely remember it. Yeah. But the second one really got me fired up to watch the third one, sure. the fourth one, and on and on. And they're all good movies. This one's probably the best of them. Yes. Uh, uh, other than Undiscovered Country. I think this one was supposed to be called Undiscovered Country. Yeah. And then it was called Revenge of Khan or Wrath of, not Wrath, it is Wrath of Khan. Yeah. It was something else, but sure. Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi was coming out. No, no. Was it 82? 82. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Jedi was, came out in 83 and yeah, originally, they were like, originally that was called Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. And they were kind of like, okay, we can't have it competing titles. Yeah. So now it's Wrath of Khan, but it, I'm a more of a Star Wars fan sure. myself, but this is a great movie. Totally recommend it. It's even well, if you just watch this one. Sherry can speak to it, but she's not a Star Trek fan by any stretch. I mean, she likes it. I guess she can talk about it, but she she said she was she was into it the whole time. And yeah. thank you for answering for me. It's a Sorry. great movie. I mean, like if you if you okay, so what James was saying, in my opinion, if you only had to watch or if you could only pick one Star Trek movie. I think this one would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the Star Trek movies yes. that have ever been made. Yes. I think this... I think out of this set. I mean, I, I like them all, but like... Yeah. I think this this delivers... It's a it's a callback to the original series, all the original... I, I think it hits on all cylinders as far as Star Trek nerdom and love. Yeah, I think it's the crown jewel of that, ain't that OG cast. Yeah, yeah the, the original, everybody, sure. that is the crown jewel of it. Yeah. So... Totally, totally recommend. Yeah, it's a consider, I guess, for me. Yeah. Um, Ouch. It's not a pass. It's just a consider. Like, you know, if you're a fan of the the ones with, you know, the newer ones with Pine and you haven't seen these, go back and check it and check it out. Or And again, it's, I guess I agree with everything you're saying as far as being the crown jewel. And it's the original, right? So it's, yeah. it's hard not to, you know, pay homage to that because none of the other stuff would exist without it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I guess just as a, like, I enjoy the new ones way more than I enjoyed this one. Well, for sure. It did not hold up to me. It was very dated, very, the, the and I, I hate to say that because I love movies that are older and, and I know no, it was very eighties. It was very, it was very like early eighties and movies and, and movies that I like or even enjoy more. Like I'll like look, you know, look past all the shit that doesn't hold up because I enjoy them more where this one I, I yeah. couldn't. And that's really not fair because there's, there's all kinds of movies that, you know, you overlook shit if you enjoy it more, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, uh, well, it, it, I think it is a generational thing too, because then next generation came on and, 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 you know, uh, yeah, I remember watching more of those. And with, there with were my people who, the, who, that was know, their first introduction stuff. to Star Trek and became absolute nerds about Star Trek. But to them, their captain is Picard always. Yeah. Picard right. is a, uh, what is it? Picard is a better captain than Kirk is a superior captain. I think he's more, uh, uh, That'll piss off a lot well, of people. There's the debate again, right? So, nerdum, you don't want to get into that. But I mean, I think there are two different styles of captain. Yeah, I think uh, Kirk is way more brash and uh, prone to asymmetrical thinking. He's got better hair, sure. Uh, but I think uh, Picard is a. Have you seen the ones with? Picard screen test where they put hair on him. <laughs> it looks weird. I bet it does. It looks it does. Really That's weird. weird. Yeah, no, we were um we were I don't know, we were somewhere, uh, Lathan and I looking at movies or whatever or something, and he saw 
uh, he saw Picard, and I guess he finally put it together that, oh, Picard is, uh, that Star Trek, he's the captain, and he, yeah. so he hasn't, um, he's seen the ones with Pine, and that's probably You it. see, that's what it's the generation. And he goes, that's, that's what first. happened to Kirk? And I go, oh, well, Kirk, Picard's after Kirk. And he, yes. you know, obviously I wasn't, you know, I could explain a little bit of it, but I'm not a Trekkie. Right. So you I should show explain. him, uh, what was it, Generations, Star Trek Generations. Yeah, there is a bridge, yeah, a bridge movie that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, remember, I saw that in the theater. You were like yeah. pooping your pants or something. I saw that in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I saw Undiscovered Country and that one in the theater, the yeah. Generations. And actually one of the things I like about it is the, um, we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier, is Kirk says at the beginning of that movie, if I remember right, that, Talking about with Spock and McCoy, because he's climbing the the mountain and he slips yes. and falls, right? And yep. they catch him. Yep. Um, and he goes, I know that when I die, I'll die alone. Because it's then going to what you're saying about them being his, his brain and his heart, right? They're not with him, and that's how he beats all the bad guys because they work together. Yes. So later on, yeah, he has Picard, but those guys aren't with him, and he, you know, when he dies or whatever. Yeah, oh, I got you. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It's considering if you like sci-fi, like, you know, you want to check this out. But yeah, it I, is, I guess I can't. I th- I think I think that ninety percent of fans that love this are the ones who fell in love with the original series. And sure. so it depends when they were introduced to Star Trek, I think. Right. Where your loyalties lie. And mm-hmm. and there is a huge base of Star Trek fans that sure like Kirk, but Picard is their captain. And yeah, it's interesting. Like I, Janeway's I recommend yeah, yeah. Star Trek, but <laughs> not good. this one, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can't recommend or, you know, this one for everyone, I guess. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, you should definitely check out some form of Star Trek at some point, You'll right? Find as something far as that you like. This shouldn't be your yeah. entry point, yeah. I don't know that this is, yeah, this is the right one for everybody. You know, I, I guess you have to pick that. But. I, I, That's I think, true. I think people who loved it, like, because I knew immediately, oh, it's based on a, on a, on a show. I know which show it is. I know the, you know, yeah. I, I immediately went back to the original show. I know what this is going, this is awesome. Somebody who is like into, into uh, Next Generation wouldn't have that, base mm-hmm. yeah. to draw upon well that's you know and like i love the original series but but it was low budget and a lot of times sure. and it was the 60s you're right yeah uh, right anyway um anyway so share you up okay so philip you know that i'm not into a lot of sci-fi no. shows like like this right however every time i have watched when we have actually watched the original series, enjoyed it. Yeah. Surprising. It surprised me how much sure. I enjoyed it. Um, even to the point we started watching the Oroville. Yeah. <laughs> surprised me that I really liked that. Yeah, I think, it, I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it does remind me a lot of Star Trek. Yeah. So, uh, well, when the, the Oroville came homage, out. right? It, I mean, very much so. And, yeah. and when Discovery came out, it was not immediately received by fans. And people were saying, well, the Orville is the Star Trek we were waiting for. Yeah, you know, that's uh, crazy. I, I I think Discovery is pretty good. It does play around with the timeline, which Pine movies do. But yeah. anyway, anyway, so uh, yes, I I recommend it. Um, I enjoyed it. I think I even saw. I don't know if I saw this one, but I've seen some of the older ones in the movie theater. Sure. <laughs> um, I remember the scenes. I don't remember the whole stories, but I do remember the ear thing yeah, yeah and um and then you reminded me or you told me which one i was talking about being in san francisco with some whales. whales she thought yeah. that was i was like is this the episode and he, that's no. the fourth one star trek four yeah the whales uh is that what it's called star trek for no, the whales that's no, not <laughs> so, voyage home. i think it's just is it yeah, my voyage home right yeah I, Maybe, and yeah. i'd we we went to see the the newer ones in the theater, sure. and it surprised me how much I I like no, that. And it's it's 
quality of characters they have and good action. story. Yeah. yeah right. Uh Star Trek Four is very much more comedic, I think. You know, there's I think it it's more it's lighter. Uh, the one with the whale? Yeah. Uh, whale. I, too much, I don't know. What did he say? Too much LDS in the 60s. Too much I LDS in the 60s. They meant, because they, they, they're trying to go undercover, you know, and why is he dressed like that? Well, too much LDS in the He meant to say LSD. LSD, yeah, right. It, it, anyway, there are several light moments and it's... It involves so time anyway. travel. And that's yes, they stay. go back to... Oh. Yeah. Because right. whales are... Um, anyway. They, yeah. they run up against an alien that is speaking in basically whale song, I think. And there's no whales anymore. And... They have to go back and get a whale, and they meet a sign. I I can't remember all yeah, of it, but they do the wind whales. up. They, yeah, they they do wind up saving the whales for the twenty third century or whatever. Leonard Nimoy did direct that one. Yes, yeah, yeah I believe that's for sure. Yeah, that's somebody's yeah. fucking passion project. Uh-huh. Do a Star Trek it's good though. It's it's sure. it's it's good. So who are the bad guys? They couldn't. The guys do wiped a, out the whales. They couldn't do a replicator of a whale. Yeah, enough. I don't think it can. Uh, it replicates new food. In, in, yeah, but it's not, uh, it's inanimate matter. I don't think you can replicate. And when you're talking about that replicate, don't they do that on the Orville too? I think so. They ha- that's they how they get their food or their drinks or whatever? Probably. Okay. What they yeah. didn't want on the Orville was transporters because they thought it was too easy to fix. Because it's like cell phones, right? The transporter, oh, I'll just beam them out. So they right. always have to have the transporter go down or it's sure. too much static, you know. Yeah, well, now, like, like you're saying, with cell phones, now there's no service. Yeah, so it's always, I can't get any bars, you know. Yeah. Well, in Star Trek, the transporters, well, it's, it's too much static where the transporter's gone down, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, to make it, because he didn't want an easy fix in the Orville anyway. Okay. Well, so, cool. Yeah. All right, that's Star Trek 4. And, uh, no? no? Two. Two. Star Trek 2. <laughs> what movie are we reviewing? What movie are we reviewing? All right. Let's, uh, where's my thing? Let's, uh. You programmed it. <laughs> let's, do, let's close this monster out. <laughs> Does William Shatner know that he's not a captain of a starship? The screenwriter says he had, he had taken account for that. Because he does a lot of sitting around going, I'm on. Right, well, I can end it. We all know the ending of this movie. Is Spock dies. What? I'm sure there's a podcast where four nerds are sitting around debating this. Right. <laughs> no, it's the Nebula. Not these four nerds. Not because of the dude. That's that whole shelf of books is like revenge story. It probably is. Uh, Scotty's squeezed out a couple extra. Yes. Whatever. So. Uh, and then they can go, let's fuck kill Spock. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I, I, I would have liked bold, to have known the know? thinking on that. Uh, That'll piss off on Well, <laughs> there's debate again, right? So uh, there's six red shirts right over there. Sure. No, absolutely. Hey, step into this room. <laughs> God.